Salutations. This is Cage's Kiss, the ultimate cage cast, where we discuss each of the National Treasure's cinematic masterpieces and his life. We also try to glean whatever kernels of wisdom we can from his character that week. My name is Linda, but uh, this week I'm an aged, obsolete cheese. Like, um, like a blue cheese. Yeah, Aww. yeah. Blue cheese like that. is not obsolete. No, it's very... In- Your face is obsolete. You know what? Then you're right. You're absolutely right. <laughs> I'm Donnie, or today, I'm a Rockford cheese, because I'm the better blue cheese. <laughs> <laughs> well, cheese. I, I'm, I'm a knight in shimmering armor, and, and you gotta give me my son! Give him my son! I'm also Adrian. <laughs> oh my. Oh... Hi, I'm the Vern, and I guess yeah. if I had to pick a cheese, I would it be like cheese whiz because I'm very easy. You come in You're a can. You're easy like Sunday morning. I do very much so. <laughs> That's what I was about to say. Uh, bacon cheese in a can now. Oh, bacon cheese! Damn, dogs don't know. <laughs> that's like that's like phone sets right there. Bacon cheese. <laughs> Well, this was cheese chat. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. I'm the only us. non-cheese. I'm just the person who appears to have eaten a lot of it. <laughs> You're gonna wish you had more cheese after this. Yeah, yeah. Oh. It's che- true. Cheese and Nyquil. Because mm. oh. today we are covering the. Um, we're gonna get into it, but I think it's fucking amazing. Oh. Uh, wow! Of movie did. of 2017. <laughs> Strong words there. Mom and Dad. <laughs> so wait, Mom, am I the world. only one who this loved isn't, it? This isn't no. that really? uh, '40s educational sex film, Mom and Dad. Th- no. This isn't that one. Are you telling no. me I watched the wrong Mom and Dad, you guys? You watched the better one. That's why you didn't like it. <laughs> no, I didn't like it because I watched the one that Taylor made of Mavaldine and Taylor. Uh, I really wish this was I... Mom and Dad Save the World, but it's. I oh my gosh, really, that would be really amazing. Wish it was Mom and Dad Save <laughs> right? the World. I yeah. Am I really the only one who likes yes, it? You might you be. Are. What? 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 But this there's things about it. I there's things about it. I appreciated. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there, I, I appreciated <laughs> that. I felt like I was on speed and there, a bunch yeah. of other drugs without having to take them. There are two things yeah. about it I appreciated. Um, it makes a nice concise list. Um, I like the opening titles. Yeah. Uh, you see, that was a good part. Oh, you know, it was it. really encouraging. Um, and I the like title. the fact that the end credits rolled before the 80 minute mark. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah the movie those, just kind of stops. It, it just stops mid sentence. It's like the end of the Sopranos or something. Yeah. <laughs> so artsy. There really is like no conclusion to this movie, but I like the way it begins. The yeah. 1970s style credit sequence. See, yeah. Made, the, the way the really test feeling. pulls up nice. with the copyright date, mom and dad. I'm thinking, all right, yeah. well, this is going to be kind of like. And when that like was happening, a... I didn't know who directed the movie yet, so I was I was in a good place. I'm like, oh, maybe this won't be so bad. All right. And then after the credits, it goes into the regular HD and has all these exaggerated sound effects, and I'm like, uh oh, oh no. Do please finish. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, keep talking there. 
Oh, no, I, I was saying that the sequence of the credits, they looked like something from, like, the mid-70s. Yeah. And had the cast, yeah. and had, like, the tales of the actors show their images. And I'm like, oh, wow, they're going to do a take on 70s dramas or and they 70s, applied film like, grain, television features. You know? yeah. Uh, but, yeah, uh, and I didn't realize that this uh, director did Crank, the both Crank movies. Yep. Yeah. yeah it shows. Ghostwriter Spirit And he uh, wrote... Yeah. And he wrote, wrote, wrote yeah. He wrote Crank and uh, Crank High and Voltage. And Gamer too. and Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. And Happy, I like Happy though. though. I fucking love I Happy. I never Happy's saw Happy. Great. And based on his other movies, I'm probably not gonna. Sorry. Yeah. Happy's really good. Well, it's based off of an awesome uh, comic uh, from uh, Derek Robertson, who Donnie and I love. Uh, he did the art for The Boys and Preacher. And Preacher. Yeah, he's fucking he's rad. Son of a he also man. made Space Beavers. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> Space, Space Beavers. Beavers. <laughs> Dude made that when he was like fifteen or so. It was awesome. really, yeah. Linda, mm-hmm. um, did, did you know he's a really awesome guy? To that me there's too. another returning filmmaker uh, in in this in this movie who we've seen Cage movies from before. Is the answer Jesus? No, not it's oh. certainly not Jesus. <laughs> it's it's Cassie and Elways, brother of of oh. uh, Carrie Elways, producer oh. of Never on oh. Tuesday, was one of the executive producers oh. of Mom oh. and Dad. Oh. And that mark of quality <laughs> is still there. This is just as good as Never on Tuesday. I if he if Cage actually had the same voice and nose as he did in Never on Tuesday, I would have actually been oh. and said, "I love this movie." Oh yeah, I'm with you. Is anybody hurt? Can I nail your head to the wall? He's he's putting his his uh, his Roxanne style uh, prosthetic nose between the tits and the flashback. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Oh God! I know God nothing face. of this movie. Never on Tuesday. Oh, Maybe on Monday. We'll Hopefully on Sunday. Oh. Don't don't worry. <laughs> Not knowing Never on Tuesday is just fine. <laughs> Whatever on Friday. On the... <laughs> <laughs> oh, Maybe <God>. Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps Sunday. Now it's a Robert Smith. Um, <laughs> the comic of uh, ha- Happy, which um, you know Taylor ended up creating the the show for Happy. Fucking love it. Was written by uh, Grant Morrison, the fucking amazing Grant Morrison, who uh, actually fucking shows up in this movie too. Uh, he has a little cameo where he's uh, he's like an expert. Oh, that was him. And okay, from the Superman, yeah. uh, Superman lives thing. Okay, he's the one who's really Scottish. He's gonna tell you all about mm. how this wee baby oh, comes from this Lord. planet. Well, and he's kind of an elusive dude. But uh, I know when Carlo and I first uh, saw this movie, I was like, "Is that fucking Grant Morrison?" But but Linda, <laughs> showing up. Linda, yeah. Don't forget about the star of the show. Selma Blair? Um, my ass. No, well, Child yes, murders? actually, correct, because the real star of Mom and Dad is Dr. Oz. Because oh. Dr. Oh, Oz appears yeah. as himself. For those who don't know, Dr. Oz was born in Cleveland, Ohio in 1960 to Turkish parents, and he's widely known for pseudoscientific medical advice and for promoting various products as miracles. He's like another Billy Mays mm-hmm. or some shit. He has a million different uh, miracles to help you lose weight. So is Dr. Oz the reason why all the parents start going crazy? When that must have been kids? it. Yeah, no, they all started using some herbalized <laughs> shit that he, that yeah. he uh, created. Okay. 
Well, doesn't he start talking about like the the how pig pigs savaging? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That pigs destroy their young. Well, you know, if yeah. Brian Usna had made this movie, there would have been a connection, and we all would have been entertained. Um, instead, of just one of us. <laughs> instead, they just go the Shyamalan route of some things just can't be explained. It was the wind. It was the trees. Yes. Yeah, we don't we don't even get Mocky Mark coming by and saying, Come on, guys, what about the bees? Come on. What about those vibrations, guys? Come on. Doesn't anybody give a fuck about the bees? Now see, that would have been hilarious if Nick Cage actually had a kid's head in a trap and poured bees on him. The kid's screaming, not the bees. That would have been How do you like it? <laughs> Oh god! Oh god! I, I, yeah, I only that, like one um, scene in this movie, and I will wait to talk about it when we one? get to it. Okay. I, I think I might know. I, I think it's something to do with the hokey oh. pokey. Because <laughs> that was I my mean, favorite. I guess we should um, explain that. Uh, I, I guess a quick summary of the movie, which is what the movie itself uh, was. Oh. Yeah, I'll I'll supply like a soundtrack while you do so that fits the movie. Yeah, go ahead, Linda. <laughs> fast cut, fast cut. Loud noise. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> Basically, all of the parents have gone crazy. Uh, well, not, I don't know if the crazy is the right word, but they all have, like, all out of the blue, they have a bloodlust for their children <laughs> who are deeming them obsolete. <laughs> so they all try to kill their their kids. They realize that uh, that killing is not right, but uh, killing their kids seems right. They, they, they don't want to kill other people. They only want to kill their own children. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And so there's things on the news saying, "Stay away from your own kids. You want to go to your kids? Don't go to your kids." <laughs> Resist your parental urges. And they and and basically <laughs> it it's like a fast it's like a zombie movie with dialogue except with specific targets. And then Lance you. Hendrickson shows up. <laughs> you know, yes, and you know what? I just, really big. I just rewatched uh, Pumpkinhead and uh, this movie <laughs> Mom and Dad just reminded me about how really great Pumpkinhead and is. Holly. And Holly. Yeah, and Holly. You can't so, stop it now. <laughs> The weird thing about mom and dad, okay, so this virus makes these parents want to kill their kids. They want to go to their kids yeah. and kill them. So in the beginning of the movie, mm-hmm. there's a bunch of parents standing outside the gates of the school, yeah. and they're like all being very, very foaming at the mouth and yeah. ravenous and ready to fucking like chow down a kid. So one of, the, one of their kids actually jumps the fence, and <laughs> parents kill him right away. And now with the, the, with the decide, car key. Yeah. yeah but, and then, then the parents start, were able to jump over the fence. Like they couldn't jump over the fence to begin with. I found that. Well, to be... you, you, you know, <laughs> yeah. they, they were, um, well, there were security guards. Well, there. No, they, they just weren't pumped enough yet. You and know, they, 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 yeah. they were like, like oh. we want it. And somebody was like, I can't hear you. And they're like, Oh, well, I'll show you how much I want. I'm gonna pull my kid over and stab with a car key. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like the Lord of the Rings, the battle of Helm's deep. And it's also kind of like a sub 41 video. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> but here's the weird thing, too. It's like all the other parents are kind of like ravenous. And they start killing people. When the uh, illness or whatever you call it infects uh, Selma Blair and the Cage's character, they calmly try to kill their yeah. kids. They, they're they actually communicating with each other and finding ways to get into the basement. Yeah. See, their, their marriage kids. is saved because they're united by a common goal. 
don't. It wasn't that's the smartest okay. ideas, yeah. but they did have ideas. Yeah, like, like she's like, no, this saw's real good. It's the sawzall, and he's like, <laughs> that won't work. She's like, yeah, it will. Sawzall. And she's like, oh, I'm gonna kind of like flap it against the door. Oh, I guess it don't really sawzall. I mean, but I, I thought his parents were gonna be like this ravenous people that start like tearing that walls oh, yeah. and mumble at the mumble at the mouth and blah 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 kill kids blah blah and but no, they actually do talk and they communicate with each other. They yeah. actually. I mean, in a yeah. way, like you said before, it is a you know good way for these two characters to love each other again. Like the mom and dad, they learn to communicate because mm-hmm. they haven't done that before, and they do have yeah. the common goal of killing their kids. And they keep yeah. interspersing those flashbacks. It's like I want to have a pool table in the basement. You the know, flashbacks come at the worst time. Even like yes. pool tables. Oh, I'm so well, mad that you I said that. I think Nicolas Cage added that himself. Which is hilarious because the kids are like, oh, wow, look at the aftermath of this pool table that was broken. And then they have the flashback of their parents having this moment. And what the, what, what the flashback, too, is it sort of ruins everything because it's like, wait a minute, Cage was being all freaky before this was a virus. So there's no contrast. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's funny because as calm as the mom was being, like Vern brought up, like how calm the both of them were, I legitimately thought she hadn't been affected by whatever it was going on at first. But then it's like, no, as soon as she got in the home, she's like, it's kill time. Let's do this. But everyone also had like a trigger you heard. It's like you all had that Yeah, they all sound. do that tinnitus thing. Yeah. 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 It's like what happened in the mm. signal, but it's not the signal, even though it I'm is I'm glad you brought that up because that was a way better version of this that had the head reanimated yeah. with the car battery. That's oh, God, a good yeah. point, Donnie. Yes. Double group that. Oh, but no, the well, idea the mom had of, hey, our daughter mm-hmm. or no, our son well, God, that's another issue I have with this. The son has the dad's nine millimeter semi-automatic pistol. Yeah, and he he's it, able he to it handle it. Whiteies. And he's able to handle it beyond the recoil to just <laughs> shoot the mom in the arm. Right. So the mom's like, hey, I got an idea. Let's gas him out. Little stick it's figure like, kid. Okay. Yeah. It's like, this, this is not going to have any bad repercussions at all to fill our house with gas. And it's just going to kill our kids <laughs> and not blow the whole thing to holy hell. <laughs> it sure didn't make them any smarter. Yeah. Which I did have to appreciate Cage getting blown back when the daughter set a trap. And uh, and help me out here. So before to- the mom goes crazy, there's a sequence yes. when she's talking to, I guess, this older gentleman. And I wasn't quite sure if she was applying for a oh. job or going or... or or she, or she oh. was doing an affair with someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's it, like, so you said any time. He's like, yeah, but it's been a while. So like, oh. you sag now. Do you Who's that guy? It, we never see that guy again. Well, I think it was all part of the the thing to just build up how the the kids, the next generation, are making them obsolete. Well, yeah, that's, I, that's okay. like that's supposed to be the subtext, even though they kind of like had the the bit in in the class about it. Um, yeah, but. Um, I mean, like, you know, we all get old, um, but when did Selma Blair get old? When did that happen? Just a while ago. She doesn't even look old. No, I'm not saying she looks old. She's, like, working. Right, but she's she's 10 years older than we are, so she is old. What I'm saying is, like, I'm just saying in my person, I'm not saying she's sagging and shit. You always think I'm doing that. No, 
I know. No, that no. I'm I'm telling you right now. That's I'm not what I was saying. I I was saying that like Hellboy. I was going off of what you were saying. I was saying that like yeah, she got old, but she doesn't even look like it. She, she did Hellboy. It's crazy. And the sweetest thing in Cruel Intentions, mm. and then I blinked, and she's somebody's mother. Yeah. And it speaking of Cruel in Intentions, mm. yeah. Um, the girl who plays the daughter, uh, the uh, Ann Winters, yeah. she uh was in. Apparently, they had a televised for uh, like a television series version yeah. of Cruel Intentions. Yeah. yeah. The the second terrible terrible movie was supposed <clears throat> to be a pilot uh for it. Huh. And and the, the guy who yeah. did Cruel Intentions, his career went downhill so hard that he later did Furry Vengeance. Oh god, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh god. We had to get that because it looks so fucking terrible. Um and it has Brendan Fraser. It's the thing that killed I, Brendan I, Fraser. That's why we don't have him anymore. Yeah. I'm sorry, Donnie, what were you trying to no, say? No, I was just saying that that's what happens with actresses, sadly, when they get to a certain age, which is usually 40, is that that's when they start only getting offered mother parts. Yeah. Which is still funny because yeah. they always wait to hire someone that's in their 20s to play teenagers, and then you're just like you're either a teenager or you're a mom. There's just that and a little tiny middle ground. Yeah, no, the weird for women thing in Hollywood is screwed up. Yeah. True, but yeah. the weird thing too is that uh, and Annie Winters, I think that's her name, and Selma Blair, they're kind of close in age. They seem close in age, yeah, like they could they easily do, be yeah. sisters of sitcom. Mm-hmm. This is like when yeah. we did uh, Vengeance, a love story, and, and somebody remarked that the daughter, the mother, <laughs> and the grandmother all looked to be within ten years of one another. They did. I remember yeah. talking about too with Deborah Carr under. I'm like, yeah, right? she's a grandma. She's not a grandma. <laughs> <laughs> no, really. she's she's freaking Deborah Carr Unger. She's amazing. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but to go back to like what you're saying about is she like proposing an affair or what's going on? I still think it does have to do exactly like with what Cage's breakdown was was just feeling like she was close to this person, obviously. Maybe they had dated or something before, and she's trying to recapture that and use that to feel relevant to get this job. Yeah. And then it's like, he already has somebody younger and ready to go. Yeah, he already has a girlfriend or someone in there, because you see that woman come by, mm-hmm. and then it's like his whole mood completely changes as soon as she goes yeah. out of the way. And he's just doing every polite thing to just tell her, get the fuck out of here, you mm-hmm. had your chance, well, and um... now you have to go. Well, I feel like it's like everything part, before that is setting up this whole like feeling of of uh, becoming obsolete and, yeah. uh, you know, becoming replaced. And just like the, the daily pressures that are put on uh, on parents. And uh, sure. I mean, which one of us haven't? I mean, I, I know, mm. you know, we 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 don't have the chillins except for I have my furry kids. But which one of us have not fallen asleep while streaming porn at work? Yeah, well. <laughs> I, mean, I appreciate Nick Cage falling asleep with his porn going. But what were you going to say, Adrian? Uh, uh, no, about that scene specifically, though. That's one of those where, where some, for some reason or another, I was always making food or like going to the bathroom or something when it was on. And I just yeah. leave the movie on because I didn't care enough to actually sit down for the whole 80 minutes and watch it. Yeah. Uh, but it just, yeah. my reading was like, it was like, it was like, it was like something like, a, like, I don't possibly modeling or maybe even escort and something where she was offered something like way the hell like five, ten years ago. And she's all like, so I'd like to follow up on that. It's like, uh, yeah, that was before you birthed out babies. I no, I think so. But I didn't I actually see the whole scene, like, so. I think it was yeah. like an actual office job. Yeah. But, like, I think the point is that, like, with her, she was being replaced at work. And with him, like, as he establishes later, he gets uh, bumped down, yeah. uh, like, way down for his salary. Sure. 
uh, because of his age. Yeah. And uh, they <laughs> also show him in like his glory days of uh, <laughs> of having of what a- driving a Corvette. <laughs> I yep. hate that freaking flashback so much. I love it. And then it's just uh, a commercial. there's also uh, the uh, really the friend's mother, who's also friends with Salma oh, Blair's God, character. Yeah. Uh, oh, she's a talking about like yeah. yeah, yeah, where she sees her daughter looking in the mirror, and she fucking hates her because she's like, yeah, her body's so sag. perfect. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, Linda, your explanation exactly. of those scenes are way better constructed than the actual movie itself. <laughs> exactly. Because I, I this movie doesn't know what type of tone it wants to have. Yes. Does it want to be serious or does it want to be comedic? And I kind of well, wish the director hmm. played things straight and let the absurdiness of, uh, you know, parents killing their yeah. kids yeah, take well, over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think it kind of calls out for like a, like a Cronenbergian uh, sort of a thing, yeah. you know, where you where you, could you have just... taken this in Rabbit or even yeah. the Crazy. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Both do that very well. Where you just but... outright show oh, it yeah, and it speaks for itself and you don't have to, <laughs> yeah. you don't have to sensationalize it with all that, all that commercial hickledy-pickledy like Taylor always does. You know, because yeah, everything yeah. he does looks like advertising. It's all very, well, this highly saturated colors, highly contrasted. I don't know, I image. fucking love it. Even in the beginning of the movie, when Nick Cage is, like, going to, like, tickle his kid, but he shoots it, like, kind of a horse <laughs> yeah. sequence, unless he stabbed his kid, but it's just a tickle <laughs> sequence. I'm like, why would you go and do that? I know you're well, eventually going to get crazy, but you don't need to show me the crazy right away. Yeah, I mean... Well, it's, um... Go ahead, go ahead. Jack, I'm saying, Jack Nicholson, as crazy as he was in The Shining, wasn't as not as crazy as Nick Cage was in the Yeah, there was more oh, of a God, progression no. in that. Yeah, yeah. like, like yeah. Stanley Kubrick I mean, would have been another one to handle this material better. Yeah. Um, Cause yeah, it's even like when speaking of the Kubrick and the shining, it's like when uh, Jack is waking up and he just looks like hell and Danny comes in the room to see him and he just doesn't know what the hell's dad's going to be like. You can see he still has sympathy for his son. He's like, Oh shit. He's like, all right, come on in. Let's talk. It's fine. Even though you can tell he's losing his mind, but it's the, that was something I kind of laughed at with cage. Like you're talking about, you're showing him looking like he's attacking the kid and the kid was even Acting like it before he starts laughing, and like, he's about to yeah, do the arsenal moment. death palm on him. There, it yeah, like. and then it's like when the kid throws <laughs> a rock or something at the back of his dad's head, and he looked like I am gonna beat the piss out of you, mm-hmm. but then he just tilts his head back like George Clooney. It's like, it's okay, <laughs> kids You're ten years old. Well, I think <laughs> that was just kind of like the daily pressures that get put on parents with like the the bullshit that parents have to deal with i don't i don't think anybody didn't get mom and dad because mom and dad was very in your face at every turn exactly Um, i'd like to mention well i loved it because it's just fucking crazy it it is it is this is this is my thing this is my thing i want i wanted to like it I wanted to like it because I initially heard the idea of like, oh, that could be that could be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, is, is that is that something like this? It's like it involves all this like jabs at society and all that, you know, jab, yeah. jabs at family stuff and the construct and the American dream and all that. And Taylor does those things, but he but his targets are very obvious and very shallow. Mm. Like the thing with Sama Blair and her friend. You know, yeah. Oh god, and that, it's like, that's the very point. See, it's and and this is this is this is why it's like Neville Dean and Taylor, Taylor aspire to be a certain way. The trouble is, it's like the way they do it, and their and their at their lack of subtlety. It makes them yeah. more like Michael Bay. 
Because that this, was what my roommate are, said when we were watching this. Oh, these my, are like yeah. R-rated versions of Michael Bay jokes. My roommate was like, "Is this Michael Bay?" I yeah, mean, <laughs> damn, like Michael Bay. Well, I'm not. I'm not trying to it's, dump on you, man. But I, I'm just saying, like that's 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 how Neville Dean and Taylor are, are, are and yeah. always have been for me. It's like, okay, and, oh, you went there, a big borderline racist. Okay, you know. And but, Linda, uh, Linda, um, I, mm-hmm. I like movies that are definitely like crazy and insane, like quick cuts and fast cut editing. Yes, I like that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Edgar Wright does that in a lot of his movies, and I love that type of stuff. But yeah. he's consistent with it. What I hate about Mom and Dad is that it wasn't consistent with that tone. I keep going back and forth between mm-hmm. zany and crazy to being yeah. serious. That's fair. And it went back to zany and crazy and then serious again. I want it to be just one tone or another. Pick what tape of film this is going to be and stick yeah. with it. That's actually... That's fair. Yeah. And Go ahead, Linda. But I like the crazy stuff. Point. I'm a big fan of like crazy, wacky stuff. Mm. But then just stay with the crazy, yeah. wacky stay stuff. Don't don't be afraid I of crazy. that's why I love Happy I, and Crank. Happy is fucking amazing. I love Happy. Yeah. That's just with the tone. <laughs> it stays with one tone and sticks with it. It is a dark... Yeah comedy movie it's like yes. who framed roger rabbit on speed mm-hmm. and acid and fucking like mushrooms everything all snorping <laughs> into one big bowl and your mind just goes blah, blah, blah. and then yeah you're just all fucking, fucking hyped to watch that show that show is amazing well that's, it really is. that's what i was saying like same thing you said with the theme if they just stuck with it and i enjoy same thing crazy as fuck shit and it's like mm-hmm. you, how you told me and raved that Hardcore Henry is the most fucking amazing thing ever. I liked it, and it was silly to me. But it was like watching a cutscene video game being played. So I was like, okay, I get this. It's kind of cheesy and fun. I liked it. Mm-hmm. But in this movie, there was a specific scene that kind of nails this, where the woman is giving birth to her baby and complaining about yeah. the pain. Like, oh, but when she's born, you're, you're going to really yeah. feel this and love. Yeah, and then they start playing rock set. And they play rock Yeah, they start the playing a pop quote. song. It's, and then the mom starts love. kids love kicking it. But no, it's over the same now. Thing later, <laughs> when Cage is fighting good. with uh, Lance Hendrickson and they, they, throw, they yeah. throw on another uh, pop song. And it's like, see, look at this irony. Mm-hmm. Check out this. Yeah, uh, see, and that's uh, just it. It's like a normally a scene like that in any other movie, I'd be laughing my ass off like you just were. But I'm watching this like, what the fuck is this? It's like, I don't care that she's strangling the baby. If they were like going the Peter Jackson route and you saw her getting like strangling the baby with the umbilical cord, that would have been hilarious. (laughs) But no, it's like they're using the pop song for, hey, isn't this kind of silly? And oh, my God, look at this. You're horrible for laughing at it. They could have done that or they could have done like objective uh, cam, you know, like Wes Anderson, right? You know, where it's sort of flat on and and they're like sort of trying to doing almost like a tug of war with the baby you know yeah. like that would have been that would have been hilarious even like freddie got fingered as much as people <laughs> hate that movie he was swinging a baby around a room by an umbilical cord oh daddy would you like some sausage <laughs> but i mean it's, it's like that in the, another movie that i'd actually watch instead yeah. the part that because they again had to hammer over your head as if you were a newborn getting hammered over the head was the whole aging sucks becoming an adult and parent sucks like that's when i finally connected with the movie was when nick cage is having his breakdown talking about it seems like only seconds ago that he had the world by the Mm -hmm. balls and was just being cool as shit and then here it is he can barely hold it down being an adult it's like that's the exact same message they're getting across with the mom applying for the job 
And it's something that hits some of us a little harder than others in life when you suddenly Lately, realize yes. that you are old. It's like you can't do mm-hmm. these things in your mind. You're like, gosh, I really want to go and do this. I would love to have this career. It's like that point in your life is gone. Yep. <laughs> you have entered <laughs> yeah. the nearing retirement age where you're not going to have a home if you don't already. You're going to be renting until you die. And it sucks. And especially to have Nick Cage just going, God, I would love to have a room in the house that has no kids, no life that I have to tolerate. I just want to be alone so I don't kill all of you. (laughs) It's like, there's a lot of people like that because they really need their fucking space to feel human again. And that's the Mm -hmm. only thing this film did. It's like, that was the entire message, I think, of the entire film to begin with. They just thought it would be funny to also throw in there, let's go and kill these kids. But on top of it, let's make almost 80% of those kids horrible stereotype kids that you want to cheer for being yes. killed. <laughs> whatever, mom. I could whatever. Oh. I was like, oh, God. I'm like boy now, mom. <laughs> um, Just let me be, all right? Oh, you're old. Yeah. The freaking listening to hardcore rap in the classroom and the teacher oh listening God. going, you all need, oh, you can't think Jesus. <laughs> no, no, he says, no, I know, you he, kids I know, need does, to go to does, church. He does, say that, he does say that, but my personal line is like, y'all need Jesus. I love that. It, it is the best line. But uh, I, got, I got one more credit here, though, speaking of being past your prime. Um, uh, th- this movie was shot by a guy named Daniel Pearl. Um, I didn't know this one. Do, do you know he's he's got some really random credits because he shot the Junk Man for HB Haliki. Um, he <laughs> did the music video for November Rain and in a cold shot... November Rain. Sometimes you need some time <laughs> on your own. <laughs> but you guys can't see it, but I'm doing this. <laughs> <laughs> in 1974, his first fucking movie. Was the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Holy shit! Oh shit! So this shit. guy had what, in my mind, is probably one of the most distinguished film credits of any DP. Mm. And and here he is doing an HD Taylor movie. Yeah. Wow. Well, another credit: um, Joseph Reitman, the teacher uh, from the that scene. With the, you kids need to go to yeah, church. Yeah. Um, he was actually in, uh, in Happy. He's the, the bad Santa. That's, that's, okay, so, that's what looks so familiar. Okay. So, so yeah. Happy's based on the <laughs> Keith Richards song, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, I would like to share also that John Waters, friend of the I, show. I, I know. Uh, <laughs> I saw, I read. He was, uh, well, the listeners might not know. Um, he actually said that this was uh, the best movie of 2018 and uh, put it as fourth on his personal list, his personal It might have been if the Humanity Bureau had not also been released that year. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I actually, I'm sticking to it. Then, <laughs> uh, go ahead, Linda, finish, please. Uh, Nicolas Cage also said that back in 2017, I don't know if it's changed since then, but he said that it was his fav- the his favorite film amongst the ones that he's filmed oh my uh, in the last 10 I'd like years. To well, say he's not really so, in yeah. it that much. Something that, that I, I think I, I might have uh, given this movie a little bit more credit had I not seen him being the psych- uh, psyched out dad in Color Out of Space before I saw this because that yeah. movie was superior in every way mm-hmm. and that performance was superior oh, also. I do fucking love yeah. that movie, but I'm sorry, what were you saying, Donnie? Um, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Um, 
Oh, criminy! I lost it. Um, yeah. Well, I'm sure Linda that uh, Nick Cage thought that this was the best movie he made at the time. Did he see the movie, or or was it just uh, recounted? I think he was just saying about how he had the most fun making it. I don't. I'm sure that would be a blast. I'm sure making it would be an absolute blast. I'm sure everyone. Because I'm sure the actors probably thought they're gonna be in a different type of movie. <laughs> they didn't realize all the fast cuts and sound effects and everything like that there too. So I'm pretty sure Nick Cage like, yeah, this is like a really kind of fun movie. We're doing like parents being involved in this like virus and we get to like kill our kids. It's supposed to be kind of a fun, campy movie. And then I'm sure when he saw the end results, it's like, well, it's a fun movie to shoot, but it's not really a fun <laughs> yeah. movie to watch. Yeah, no, I mean. on, on, on set, it's one way. You know, it's all it's all fun and games. And then the next thing you know, you're Ben Affleck getting interviewed, and 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 then you find out uh, how the movie's going down, and your face falls slowly. Yeah, yeah. But no, he didn't. Um, he didn't like the what was it? Not uh, dark, but um, oh. uh, Help me out here. What is it? Not dark, but the dying of the light. Yeah, he yeah. didn't like dying of the light after the fact. So, I mean, he obviously watches it, but what were you saying? Oh, I, I finally got it back. It's hearing everyone else except for you say they absolutely hated this film because of what it was reimburses a bit of my lost faith in humanity since breaking point that I reached watching all these cage movies with you two. <laughs> and it's because like we'll say in another episode, cause we're time travelers. Ooh. <laughs> I was watching like the first 40 minutes of the humanity bureau. And then I switched over to this yeah. and I was like, okay, this should be kind of fun. Maybe it'll be a neat little change. And I'm just like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> like, this this is not neat or fun at all. Then you it's wish like, you had a third be. movie to go it's to. <laughs> it's like, at least this one looks like it was made by a studio and not some neobrain basement. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's some real science fiction going on over there. Oh, where's that science fiction going on? It's all over there outside <sighs> of the frame. Oh, well, we better run so... away. Hey, oh, yeah, get up north. Yeah. Now I know well, it's funny that you guys, yeah. I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Let me go ahead. Uh, that you guys earlier were talking about the shining yeah. because, uh, <laughs> uh, cage actually said that he, he was a huge fan of, of, uh, Jack Nicholson's, uh, portrayal mm-hmm. of, um, oh fuck. Why is this Jack like, Jack Torrance? uh, yes. Thank you. Jack Torrance in the shining. And he always wanted to do something like that where he could, you know, basically cage out Maybe one day he will be able to well that mm. still gets me it's like he, it, i can believe he said that and absolutely would have done it but he really wasn't in the movie that much and that's what kind of gets me like you could have had some no, prime freakouts with him in this movie but you just didn't instead you just had him falling asleep at his desk listening to porn and for some reason <laughs> he has to also put the picture of his wife's face down and he has to flirt with his secretary horribly. Mm. I was like, I don't want to be bothered by any calls. I'm like, oh, it's your wife. Especially my wife. It's like, dude, are you just like running an escort service or do you snort cocaine at work? Because, wow, what the hell? My that was a very different intro to, to leave Las Vegas. Yeah, it was. <laughs> That's what life does to you. Yes. I thought about leaving Las Vegas too, where he's like, he's pretending to be on the phone and he's got it upside down. I, I, wish, yeah. I wish he had the same hair from that in this one, you know, where he just looked all haggard oh, as shit. 
Mm. And again, we have to go back He's to prickly pear. Freddie got fingered when he has the home <laughs> phone in the restaurant. Yeah. He's like, I'm sorry, I'm doing business right now. I can't talk to you. I'm very important. Yeah, like like Steve Martin and Bowfinger, you know, where he rips the phone out of the car yeah. and the cord's still hanging from it. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking love Bowfinger. Oh, yeah. You Martin. know what I learned today is that uh, when when uh, Stanley Kubrick was originally planning to do Eyes Wide Shut, he actually first purchased the rights uh, in the 60s uh, to, to Trom oh. Novel, the book it's well, based on. And he wanted oh, to do it as a comedy initially. Um, I, I really oh. I really thought you were going to say that Stanley Kubrick wanted to cast Nicolas Cage. And I thought, <laughs> yeah, no, he lost his chance, yes. unfortunately, uh, for for that. But uh, but uh, no, no, initially he wanted Woody Allen in it, um, and then later on, oh my god, he was uh, eyes wide it with Steve Martin, yeah, eyes wide yeah. shut, because originally I, I was said Woody Allen, Diane Keaton. Dude, that would have been vicious, right? Well, think, think about it. That would be so great. Woody Allen no, was doing yeah. all those sex comedies and stuff, so it would have made t- perfect sense. So yeah. let's... Annie Hall's eyes wide shut. So <laughs> well, plus Woody uh, Allen is, is a big admirer of Stanley Kubrick. Here. You know, like like there's references yeah. to 2001 in Sleeper. Oh god, I think yeah. we've gone down. Fun. But yeah, Steve Martin was his second choice uh, for that. Oh my god, Steve! Oh my god, I just imagine Steve Martin or Woody Allen in the in the orgy sequence there. I. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been it, since it would have been a comedy in this version of it. I think the character would have been slightly different. You know. Oh, of course. Okay. <laughs> So, wow. and uh, um, yeah. listeners, a uh, fun oh, little God. bit of trivia, a Cage's Kiss trivia. We were like so freaking close to being a Steve Martin podcast. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like crazy close. Yeah. yeah. Well, that would have been good. That's we just, got to how talk ironic. About Roxanne and, uh, and, uh, and LA story. Um, I just watched Steve Martin in Man the Muppet Show. Awesome. Oh, awesome. oh really? Yeah, great episode. Oh. Oh, Has anybody here seen him. the Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band movie that they made with the Bee Gees? The one with the Bee Gees, yeah. You actually watched it? I haven't so watched it. I hear it's amazingly awful. It is horrible. It's been I hear it makes Xanadu looks the, like um, Citizen Kane. Yeah, it's not as bad but as Xanadu is. Xanadu uh, is an amazing movie. It? <laughs> yeah. It's not as bad as the uh, Mystery Tour. That <laughs> was just. Oh well, yeah. Well, don't don't let Paul McCartney get involved in your movie. And Donnie. You were about to say something. Too. Well, actually, and as a side note, because we brought up the Beatles, um, the Beatles actually mm-hmm. did do an interview, or at least Paul McCartney admitted that they did smoke pot and tried doing drugs because they heard all these other musicians were doing it when they were recording albums and how awesome it came out. But he's like, all that happened when they got high and tried recording music was they just ended up ordering dozens of pizzas and snacks and just vegging out and doing nothing. <laughs> so they had to stop and just pretend they did drugs. And people like, oh, this is so cool. I was like, yeah, because that's, uh, that's how we make the music. <laughs> I can relate so the, to that. Just eating pizzas. So, so <laughs> what they're saying yeah. uh, is is that Eric Clapton and the Rolling Stones are just more powerful than them because the drugs cannot slow them down. There yeah, and there's only one, there's only one in Agata da Vida, and You're to be that messed right up that you can't is. say in the Garden of Eden. <laughs> Uh, which for listeners that didn't know there was a song that was called in the garden of eden but the band was so Mm -hmm. ripped on drugs they made a 24 minute song called inagata davida because they couldn't pronounce the lyrics you can you can by iron butterfly you can hear it in uh, michael mann's manhunter and on episodes of miami vice the longest solo ever and i love it (laughs) 
everyone gets to shine. But the thing I was going to get to is kind of, I already think I know Linda's take on this because you love those Mm -hmm. type of movies and I curse you to hell Mm -hmm. for it. What did you all think of the ending? Mm -hmm. The oh, non-ending the, the, the what part where they're tied that? up to the posts and it's like, well, we love you, but sometimes we just <laughs> want to roll the end credits. Sometimes I want to kick a little ass. <laughs> Mother, <laughs> I want to. <laughs> Mother. Sometimes I just want to rock. I was going to Jim Morrison, not to, not to Snyder. Well, okay, it, it kind of reminded me. This is an amazing song. <laughs> That yes. was the first time I seen like a movie kind of cut off at the very end because it oh, yeah. doesn't it does the same thing in the rules of attraction. There's oh, a, oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, Roger Roberts. Uh, where the character is like riding a bike away and he's doing like a monologue and then he just says and at the end there and then it cuts off. Uh, yeah. I'm sure I bet that's there are in the other book ones. too, knowing how bread Easton Ellis is. No, actually, no, the book actually does have oh, a bunch oh, better okay. ending. I read the book, yes. Okay. The book is amazing for rules of attraction. Uh, it does, it actually is a pretty faithful adaptation of his okay. books, probably one of the most faithful adaptations of a Bret Easton Ellis novel, okay. uh, but there's still so a lot so of changes, too. <laughs> oh, God, The Informers, holy shit, I didn't think about that movie in a while there, <laughs> I'm here about <laughs> Oh, yeah, uh, I, I really thought they just ran out of money, I don't know, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I imagine awesome. for mom and dad, well, that's what happened. Oh, actually, uh, now that you brought that up, we're like a, we're, we're so far in, but like no, uh, this uh, this is another one with no reported budget, but it made a hundred and sixty nine thousand dollars worldwide. Wow. Okay, oh, no. but no, well, interestingly they, enough, uh, well, this actually did go to some theaters, well, uh, wow. not in America. <laughs> you you understand? It. <laughs> it, it went. It went to the Toronto <laughs> Film Festival. I'm right there with you. And it made most of its money in England. <laughs> Uh, where it went to number twenty three, <laughs> it ran for a whole that is week. So weird. It is weird. Um, and but yeah. uh, it was number twenty three. But did it go to the United Arab? Yes, it Emirates. did. Yes, it did. Uh, it, <laughs> and, and Spain, but it was beaten out by stuff like Black Panther and The Greatest Showman and Fifty Shades Freed. Oh, <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> you bastard! <laughs> <laughs> yes, Adrian. Did you know that the uh, mom and dad nineteen forty five version? The original Roadshow Tours had three performances. They had a woman only and high school aged girls at 2 and 7 p.m. And men only and high school aged boys at 9 p.m. Oh, well, it's because it's educational. Oh. Yeah. oh you okay. can't have people snickering and looking over at each other. <laughs> it's like Virginia. in school when they tell all the boys to leave. <laughs> and apparently it was regarded as the most we successful get to watch porn. exploitation film of all time. No, no kidding. Wow. <laughs> it was added to the Library of Congress National Film Registry in 2005. Yeah. Jesus. So. This, is, this is one of those yes. things where it raises eyebrows uh, in its day, and then later on it's like, oh, yeah, that's educational. You know? yeah. Maybe that's so what they'll say about think? this movie. You know, that's maybe it's supposed Indian. to be educational. Like, how not to raise your kids or... <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're thinking about having kids, right? Well, here's a movie for you. Maybe you might... You know what? Use that protection there. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, just just uh, you know, be careful. Take care of it. There's no. some dust on this book. It doesn't say how to eat kids. It says how to beat kids. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is from the forties. <laughs> There's even more dust. It's how to beat kids at games. Oh, okay. <laughs> 
to serve kids. Sure. <laughs> it's a cookbook. <laughs> so what did you think of the ending, Linda? We- well, you know I fucking loved it. I know I you mean, did. I, I know you loved it. But it, I, I love those non-happy ways. endings. Well, <laughs> I think there's a difference between non-happy and non-ending, though. Like, like we, like maybe, maybe they were all pals after that, and they untied yeah. them, and they went back upstairs and made breakfast. But we yeah, I, never really well, did. I love it. It just leaves it open. We never really did talk much about the grandparents coming over. See, that's where I thought this is like, oh, this is where they jump the shark. It's like, it's parents killing kids. That includes all Right, you know, mom and dad have a mom and dad. Look out. Yes. Oh, I I, fucking loved it. Especially because there's Lance fucking Hendrickson. I know, that was great. I I love that sequence. Lance Hendrickson is in a lot of things, though. I mean, Hellraiser 8 has Lance Hendrickson. He's also in my heart. yeah, Linda, he was in my friend Stefan's dad or grandfather's shitty western. And yeah, it wasn't a good thing at all. You know, but, last I heard he was a professor of uh like mythology. You guys have been six I, feet under since this thing began. You know, I believe he was, but I also just Dr. Hendrickson. Even though Steven Seagal has a deputy badge, I don't see him as a law enforcement officer. <laughs> Oh, I just don't. <laughs> Somebody from uh but, from Humanity Bureau was on his show. Oh, mother of God! Yeah, no, this needed an ending, but I do appreciate that the kids actually did mm. wrap their parents up around a pole to see what would happen the next morning. And I thought, oh, maybe they actually will do something different. But no, the parents still were like, "Yeah, we're gonna get you," <laughs> or they might have been normal. They could have just been pissed off because they woke up. Old people are cranky when we wake up. Bones ache, and they would have been achy tied to that pole. But also, yeah, Lance Henriksen, seeing him not even stab, but like shanking Nick Cage repeatedly was kind of hilarious. Because he can never stab him. He just goes, (laughs) "Eh, eh, 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 eh." It's like, yeah, at least we didn't get to see Graham Graham stabbing people as well, because... Kendall isn't even a real name! Ah. (laughs) (laughs) See, they could have gone, like, the new, the remake they did of Texas Chainsaw Massacre and had someone in an electronic wheelchair going after people, stabbing them with their cane, and... uh, Or with a remote control leg! feel about... Yeah. The uh, the part where the kid puts the mm. they have a flashback to the kid putting the the bird was it a bird or a the... cat yeah that's the the the, 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 oh, the subtitles it? said mewing Dottie that's a good oh. point you bring up there what was the deal with that cat yeah because in the movie the kids keep this cat in the car um and oh. the dad finds does the dad kill the cat and throw it off the weird out what was even in there no well that's what we're I saying think we think it was a cat was... because the subtitle said mewing okay when the kid was going to feed the cat the or the whatever it was the cereal because apparently that's what you give mm-hmm. any animal yeah fruit loops and most well, a stupid kid when he <laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> I, think, yeah I wondered i wondered too because i had to pause the movie and go back i'm like did i miss where they showed what it was because if it was a cat ever showed all this movie's gonna get pounding but they never did it's just they never showed you what was in the box or whatever it was in the back seat of the car mm. the kid was what's in the box <laughs> yeah, whatever it was i i think he was trying to save it yeah and it ended up dying or it already fucking so, was so dead. in his new boots he and... climbs up to the roof and he tries to put it back in the nest oh god no <laughs> not that movie again. and then it just it just 
die, <laughs> man. So like the he's got this stinky ass corpse of a cat. Do you in his dad's oh, oh, beloved wait, wait, car? If that had been the movie, loser kid was a dead cat. He carries around in like a little red wi- rider wagon. And he's like salad <laughs> fingers and stuff. There actually have, is something. We can make that movie. Wait, um, go ahead, Mer. Linda, Donna, Andrea, have any of you cats seen the show The Max? No, The Max. Yes, on MTV. Oh, I fucking love yeah. The Max. Julie has, you know, that's whatever trauma she has, like this pet bunny rabbit yes. that was hiding <laughs> underneath yes. the bed. And it kept scratching. Oh, I totally forgot about that. And just seeing the stuff about the cat and the kid like that just reminded me of The Mats. And The Mats oh, is God, a much yeah. better cartoon. Kids, yeah. for those of you that don't know, The Mats was a show on MTV. Yes. Liquid television. Liquid, yep. It was that yep, yeah, part of the... Yeah. They had liquid television oh, and then they had original animated shows that were crazy. In yeah. the 90s, MTV mm-hmm. had some really good original programming. They really did. Find The really Mats. Awesome find Aeon Flux. Yes. Good stuff. Yeah, because that used to be like and, a triple uh, feature. You had the Max, Eon Flux, and mm-hmm. Beavis and Butthead as part of their original thing. Yep. Then they yep. started doing the experimental com- our cartoons. But you were saying, Linda? And then um, the Max was, I was going to say just recently, but I think it was last year maybe or the year before that uh, the Max came back in, uh, I think it's Batman comics. Really? Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, wow. Very cool. Yeah, They're bringing yeah. a lot of things look that back. Up now. They even brought back the tick on uh, Amazon when they made a series for that. Oh, fuck. Yeah, that was good, too. But I'm not sure no, that one. I, okay. Something I'm glad we've kind of left out, but we still need to bring oh. up because it's in every one of these people's movies is the delightful racism. Yeah. <laughs> the line that I had to say to Linda last night, which is, I'm Chinese. Chinese is not Charlie. <laughs> Oh, they're 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 made. Oh yeah, because they're telling a story about how uh, Cage's dad fought in Vietnam and refers to uh, Vietnamese as Charlie, and they're like, "Oh, sorry," except their their helper there, she's Chinese, she's not Vietnamese. She's like, "Oh, there's a difference." Mm -hmm. Which okay, that's actually a good (laughs) question as well. Uh, Were you gonna say something, Linda? No, no. Um, do you think in the um? The trash can outside when the wife looks inside just doesn't give a crap what's there. Do you think that was the Chinese lady's daughter? That was her daughter. Yeah. I, yeah. I assume yeah. that the mom killed the daughter and put the trash because can. Yeah. That's what I thought too. I really thought that was what was going on. And then I just thought, wow, this movie's wildly inconsistent because the mom, and they even showed in the newsreel that people are like against killing of the kids and how the parents need to be taken care of. But then when, like, the news reporter's like, well, you killed your own kid. He's like, yeah, it was awesome. It's like, they don't care about their own kids, but they're like, oh, my God, why are you doing this to other people's kids? They, like, didn't like any of it at all. But then when she sees the dead body in the garbage can, she's just like, meh. Mm -hmm. She's like, that's a living. And then just goes about (laughs) gassing her kids in the freaking garage or the basement. Well, yeah, and yet, and yet uh, Cage will attack the daughter's uh, boyfriend, even though he's not one of the yeah, kids. Although yeah. he didn't like the daughter's boyfriend to begin with, which again was a little inconsistency too. Because I'm like, is this just a rage to everyone, and their kids are just the primary target? Because he was wildly rapid against the boyfriend, but he also was shown as being mildly racist to the boyfriend in the beginning as well. Yeah, too. well, the- well, and I think it's because he was working with the kids. Uh, and like, and specifically, like his girlfriend to, you know, save yeah. them and fight against. Well, the, mom the, and the dad. whole bit I think that about the boyfriend, I think was, sorry, was specifically was racist. Um, the way it's applied in the movie. Yeah. 
Um, oh God, yeah. Just mm-hmm. just because like there's the bit where he's attacked by his dad, and his dad, they 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 set it up that his dad is already drunk and would have been doing this anyway. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's the most violent parent-child altercation we see, actually, too. Yeah, yeah. When uh, he went and saw his dad, and even it suggested that his uh, next door neighbor also killed her kid, and yeah, but. I was still just saying, like, why Nick Cage was so, so evil toward the boyfriend when he came back and they were doing the full-on let's kill everyone. And I guess, like Linda said, it would make sense because he was helping the son and daughter to escape. But that guy also legitimately died, like, three times yeah, during that yeah. movie. <laughs> <laughs> he gets a freaking wire <laughs> hanger through his cheek. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, so and that time... flying off of a balcony and hits a cow. What was okay? So the the wire, the coat wire through his cheek, the flying off the balcony. Right. What was the other time? I may have missed. The that. other time was in the uh, kitchen. Uh, where oh, he gets the uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, he gets eviscerated in the kitchen, just knocked out for like 30, 25, 30 minutes, okay. something like okay. that. Yeah, he was he was in a mild coma. He gets back up more than Chucky. True. That's okay. True. <laughs> You can't kill me, but dying sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so, y'all feel ready for my segment? What's, uh, yeah, what's here all about? Uh, you got a segment? Oh, uh, what's, what's that called? Do you have a theme song? <laughs> Linda Sagement, she's gonna oh, talk movies. Linda Sagement, da 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 Linda Sagement, what you talk now? Da 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 da. I want his clothes off. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) I used to have a coworker that would do that just randomly. (laughs) Was there any? Yeah, yeah, there were uh, boobies. Oh, I didn't know uh, that. When he's (laughs) having the flashback uh, where he's uh, young and uh, driving a hot car. With uh, a pair of boobies in his face. Yeah. <laughs> so, Just doing donuts. Boobies, everybody. The boobies were hot, but was the car really donuts. that hot? I don't know. Yeah, well, it did play a part <laughs> in the story because that was his dad's firebird that he wrecked and had been paying off all the way up until their kids were born or some such. And Something like that. Dad's not yeah. very patient with him. And I also appreciate <laughs> that the actor really did not resemble Cage that much. <laughs> Not at all. No. <laughs> oh, you you didn't uh, you didn't want to want Cage's boy to come in and be him again, like in uh, like in Rage. Oh my God, Weston. Oh, <laughs> It'd be better if it were Kal El. Oh, <laughs> Son of Cage, kneel before Roberts. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, yeah. Uh, Tawny, were you able to find any reviews? I found a handful, actually, because these people actually had some things to say. <laughs> oh, well, that's All it. you need is oh, okay. this is This is also one of the rare times where looking for bad reviews, I did not have to hunt that much. Because <laughs> there was about why. 12 pages of bad reviews. Um, let's start off with some of the shorter ones. Uh, well, the preview artist should get an award for making this movie look way light years better than it was. Avoid. It never explained why this was happening. It kept up with some weird high-pitched noise and TV static. Oh my god, so been done before. I watched (laughs) this waste of my life 
to the end just to see why, only to find out there was no why. <laughs> but do you really fucking need it to, <coughs> to be explained to you? Like, do you I, need I, to know I why it's happening? I wouldn't have needed it if I had been enjoying the movie. No, I don't need to explain why. I mean, that's not really... We all brought up the signal I... earlier. We don't know yeah. why the signal happened. Yeah. Yeah. Now, there's... Mm-hmm. This is a review I found. It's a little longish, but it's worth it because this is an amateur director. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> it's uh, George Hills the Third or some such. And the Destroyers. Gotta... Oh, of course it's the yeah. third. <laughs> the story was the usual bratty kids, drugs, and stealing from mom. It has the I'm 40 and I was a cool kid, what happened wine, but it was no meaning, no reason for existence, nothing. By the way, if a mother squeezed a newborn baby the way the sister did in this, it would have crushed it. There would have been a 10 minute fight you can barely see what is oh, happening. Oh damn it. <laughs> the baby would be dead and the main mommy wouldn't be carrying it around the hospital. The real crime of this movie is that it it is doing what it was designed to do, pulling in cash. There will so there will be an even worse follow-up. Brother and sister, cousin and cousin. I don't know those titles don't work for me, but what do I know? dot dot dot. I am not a director. I'm upset because my my dark horror wasn't realistic enough. <laughs> oh, the baby crush movie was inconceivable. Let's get it right, guys. <laughs> like I can see your guys's points. Oh. Like I I totally get your guys's points, but like I'm sorry, but like once you start talking about how it's not realistic enough, like the the baby yeah. crushing scene. Well, you know what would have been better is if she was trying to kill yourself. it while it was still in there, so she just starts drinking whole bottles of scotch. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I will say that I wanted to see more, like more gore, and to make it more like you know disturbing. I would have liked that. No, Linda. I did find a review here, if you don't mind. I did find a review that agrees with you, okay? Can I read it? Ooh, please do. Let's hear it. Okay, so this is on IMDb. Um, It says, most people who didn't enjoy this are overthinking it. I see a lot of people getting upset (laughs) that this movie didn't have an ending. Yes, the movie does end with Nick Cage in mid-sentence, but I completely disagree with that. I'll I'll go back to that, though. Which this does contain being spoilers. I advise you to read any more of this review until you watch the film. I advise not to read the review. Uh, so I also see people upset that there's never any explanation given as to why everything is happening. That's true, but I don't <laughs> think there needed to be one. This is a type of film where you're just kind of going along for the ride. As some other viewers stated, it almost felt like a throwback to some exploitation films of the 70s or 80s those shot in a more modern style. While it's fairly lacking in gore, there are a handful of shocking scenes throughout. If you're squeamish about violence towards children, you may want to skip this one. Though the film never takes itself too seriously, so it becomes over-the-top, so it never becomes over-the-top disturbing, there are quite a few times I got to laugh. Now the ending. If you weren't paying attention, these parents were longing for their youth again. They had grown tired of their lives as adults. The scene after Nick Cage smashes the pool table is an important one to pay attention to. But there are also nods throughout the entire film which leads you to this theme. 
they're almost jealous of their children's youth. So what makes the ending funny is that the parents have now been captured and tied up. The kids are in the position of power and acting like parents. We want to believe you, but the mom and dad get their wish in a darkly comedic fashion and are getting treated like teenagers. It ends with Nick Cage stuttering and trying to explain himself much like a kid would be trying to talk himself out of the situation. Uh, it made sense, right? That's what I took from it because I never t- tried overthinking the plot. The ending was great. Wow. It's <laughs> like a dissertation. I know, right? <laughs> I have a counter to that. <laughs> yeah, 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 do. Well, let's hear it. Well, oh, I picked this one specifically for you, Linda, because I wanted you to enjoy mm. this. Uh, <clears throat> oh, God. Oh, Adrian will love go. it, I'm sure. But oh. original idea, botched execution. Really repulsive. Perverted characters, even the kids. <laughs> I got it. But most of it just wasn't funny. A few laughs tossed in among senseless ugliness and malice. These kids are mostly immortal. Only three kids actually die. <laughs> that black kid dies two to three times and is still alive <laughs> at the oh end. God. How? That drug-addicted teenage whore couldn't have Whoa. had the brains Whoa. to create an impromptu bomb for fuck's sake. He's referring to the daughter, not Why the actual whore? whore that was popping pills and smoking pot. Yeah. How is the daughter a whore? Yeah. I guess in this guy's eyes, uh, she just gets there by her gender. So we have the black yeah, kid. Jesus. We have the drug-addicted teenage whore. <laughs> yeah. Now for the, the cherry fuck? on the top of this pie. Mm. And, and the kids are all perverted, too, sick, apparently. Yeah. And, and then we have... That retarded little boy. <laughs> it failed wow. spectacularly at what it was aiming for. It would have probably been better as a straight horror movie. Oh, nothing is ever explained. No answers. Jesus. No resolutions. My guide. Lots of violence and gore. Included against children and women. Grotesque oh, sex sake. and nudity and language. Avoid at all cost. Where was the grotesque sex? I know, right? I had to go back. I would have liked more grotesque sex. There was no ball slapping (laughs) sex in this. There was just boobs rubbing in face. I mean, that's that's all you had. The grotesque sex. But yeah, just (laughs) that should be the name of our next podcast. I wouldn't be surprised if this was the director. I mean. You had racism, you had oh, retarded boy, and a drug-addicted oh teenage whore. God. I mean, that's just... Jeez, retarded boy, my people Wow. <laughs> Y'all need to find Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> Oy, baby. Gosh. Uh, I'll read one quick thing here that someone else wrote about this movie. I'm not going to read the whole review, but one person wrote in here, Mom and Dad is in effect sort of an art house film. (laughs) It is made to be an homage to low-budget horror films from about four decades ago. It takes the setting of present day and applies the horror filmmaking sensibilities of 40 years ago. As As may I say, in my opinion, it does so perfectly. And also, in my opinion, it should be judged accordingly. And they go on to say, too, it could have been shown at a double feature at the drive-in with It's Alive or Nate of the Living Dead or oh, the original The Blob. It's so unfair. Wow. Night of, it's That's... Alive is really good. 
I mean, yeah. really, yes. it's surprisingly good. It's no Island of the Alive, but still. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Larry Cohen is like Orson Welles to me. Oh, Larry it's Cohen's serious. great. Yeah. I actually know somebody who used to be uh, his right-hand man. Really? Yeah, but... Um... Yeah, I, I, it's been like did, over a Did his hand fall asleep and he no longer be the right hand man? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> Is that what happened? Oh. <laughs> He's also known as the stranger. Uh, well, uh, that's what happened. Yeah, yeah, well, that, if your hand falls asleep, it's called the stranger. at hand. Oh God! Oh, <laughs> oh my God! What, so they call that lo- the uh, Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> <laughs> that happens. Oh jeez! Oh, now, now I'm just picturing Gary Sinise with a wooden prosthetic dick. <laughs> <laughs> Shows up at the end of the funeral. My face went yeah. numb again, and I'm in the mood for. <laughs> Sequel return. Sequel return. Hard You get a sequel. You get a sequel. <laughs> I, I don't know if anybody has a good one, but uh, here's a stab. Mom, Dad, and Chad. Hilarity ensues oh, when Mom and Dad go shopping with their work friend, who just happens to be an enormous Chad, who gets them into deep trouble wherever they go. Will they have to saw him in half? Find out, Mom, Dad, and Chad <laughs> this summer. It's long, Dad and Chad. long. <laughs> Dottie, do you have anything? Mom and Dad screw the world. <laughs> After returning home from their wacky out-of-this-world adventure, Marge and Dick Nelson find their home isn't like they left it. A defeated Emperor Todd Spango launched his most vile and devious attack on planet Earth for the loss of his beloved bride-to-be, Marge. The anti-love gun now has conquered the Earth. Now the parents who once saved the world are out to destroy their future. Their children. It's up to their children, Stephanie and Alan Nelson, to follow in the big footsteps of their parents and defeat the evil emperor Todd Spango once and for all. Starring returning cast members Terry Garr and Jeffrey Jones as Marge and Dick Nelson, <laughs> Danny Cooksey and Suzanne Vintelou as Alan and Stephanie Nelson, and John Lovitz as the beloved Emperor Todd Spango. Yay. Yay. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> the Vern, were you able to I, come up with I, anything? I, I, mine is not as creative as yours. <laughs> Basically, my sequel happened so the parents are able to like come out of their, you know, they, they, they're not tied up anymore. They calm down. And the dad decides to go, you know what? We need a vacation. So mine is basically mom and dad's National Lampoon's vacation. <laughs> Because <laughs> they, the, they change the schools. You know what? We gotta take a road trip somewhere. We gotta take a road trip. We're gonna go out to like, like Wally World. And so basically, everyone gets into a car and they go on a road trip. And the dad starts going more and more insane. And the mom goes more and more insane. And you don't know exactly when during this trip, but the kids do get killed at this moment. All right. This, this, Good this does actually Yay. happen. The kids actually do get murdered. Uh, yeah, in my sequel. We're going to be so goddamn my... happy. We're going to need plastic surgery <laughs> to remove our goddamn smiles. 
Yeah. <laughs> they do get to Wally World, and the dad's so happy because he gets to be at Wally World, and he wants to re, you know, relive his youth uh, being at oh, this God. amusement park. But he sees his kid, and the kids remind him so much about how he's grown older. So the parents go, you know what? We just got to kill the kids. And the parents have a good time in the amusement park. Happy ending. And they find all the entertaining ways to kill them at the amusement park. Yes. <laughs> Did you have one? You know what, there? Rusty? <laughs> I always wanted to put your head under the whole <laughs> In this frying vat. <laughs> and the, the dad can go to the dar, so I'm going to teach you how to be a really good kisser. You got to put your mouth on this like electrical like surge thing, and then I'll give you the shocker of your lifetime and something like that. Oh, my stars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, mine was, uh, just that I, I would like to see a sequel where, um, the surviving kids have all like formed the, this, uh, this sort of camp, I guess, where it's, it's more like, uh, uh, Lord of the Flies all Aww. up in there without any, um, well, the thing is like you get adults, I guess, like you'll still have adults because they won't be trying to kill their kids. I mean, you have like single adults, so that's the, the problem or like childless <laughs> adult. I'd be safe. <laughs> out, <lad> out. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So nobody reproduces anymore cause it's not safe. And, uh, you know, everybody dies off eventually. So cool. It's and like, that right, just a children of men. You know how you go. I'm surprised none of us went the children of the corn route on this. Malachi, oh. we have your woman, Outlander. Right, this is all because Outlander of behind the rose. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> the kids got tired of wondering if their parents would or wouldn't kill them, so they decided to take matters in their own hands. What? They can't kill fucking Sarah Connor. Me. <laughs> oh god, the was in there. Which is right when I kill Sarah Connor. Yeah. Fuck that. <laughs> oh yeah. Speaking of which, uh I I last night I shared with Adrian I found Eddie Furlong oh, yeah. on um on Cameo. Oh man. Yeah. What? We need Mr. Furlong. Oh, you guys. He Wait, money. he's in the band Cameo? No, no. Okay, <laughs> word up. I'm not the only one who remembers it's the Cameo. Cold word. word up. <laughs> I, I had no idea that band was still around. So Edward Furlan's in cameo. <laughs> That's amazing. For only seventy five dollars, you can uh, you can have a message from uh, from wait, Eddie Furlong or wait, wow. is it Edward Furlong now? Uh-huh. Yeah, we, he can go yeah. by Eddie. He's he still feels so, your heart. So I can pay. Yeah, you guys. Edward Furlong to sing cameo yeah. songs. Yeah, it's the <laughs> the thing Linda's okay. talking about is there's stars out there that will, for a small fee, promote your show, do whatever you want for a couple hundred dollars. They'll do like a cameo. Oh, okay. Happy birthday. Yeah. I've heard this Somebody before. had, um, was it, uh, what's his name from Sugar Ray? Didn't they have him like... Uh, break up with their boyfriend. Uh, something like that. Girlfriend. And I know uh, Howard Stern recently was jabbing at uh, Teller, Penn and Teller, because he had a thing where he also will do one for $250. And he's like, what the hell is he doing charging this much when the guy basically lives in Vegas and makes tons and tons of money? Mm-hmm. And I guess he heard it on the radio and said something to the effect of, hey, I do this for the fans. And then Howard Stern's like, well, then why the fuck aren't you doing it for free? 
It's like, if you're doing this for your fans, why are you charging them $250 just for a minute thing? And it's just, yeah, it's a way for celebrities to make a little green on the side. It's... Yeah. And we, we may do something on yep. there uh, eventually. <laughs> oh, but more details to come. We're charging $300. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I was talking about engaging an actual celebrity, but... We um, are celebrities. Like we are. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> we were almost well, nominated we've already for been, awards. Uh, <laughs> we've already been selling off Adrian's used panties. His chonies. Oh, are you trying to tell like, your OnlyFans accounts? Oh, yes, yeah. <laughs> we have an OnlyFans account now. <laughs> Pictures of Adrian online. <laughs> it's mostly just Adrian and Daisy. Oh, okay. That's where you find his art. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's my art form. Yeah, he calls it art. <laughs> 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 But we really know it's just his uh, his cams, his spe- specially placed cams. We, we love our Adrian. Uh, so y'all ready for a face off? <laughs> Face off. I guess, yeah. I want his face off. Can I go to Adrian? What? Adrian. Adrian. Donnie. Donnie. Let's go with Donnie. No, but Adrian. He's number one. I was number two. Do it. Do it. Well, you're number one in our hearts. Oh. Either a Wes Anderson movie with with Bill Murray or a Buster Keaton movie with Buster Keaton and Lillian Gish. That one would be silent. I kind of like the Paul Anderson. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Oh, boy. Well, for Brent, I have Jake Busey. For Kendall, I have Kate Hudson. Hmm. For Josh, we have a young Jake Gyllenhaal. And here comes the twist. Carly is going to be a young Maggie Gyllenhaal. Oh. Barbara, uh, Barbara is going to be Goldie Hawn. And Mel is Gary Busey. We God, have yes. actual <laughs> brothers and sisters in this movie. And sons I'm going to try to kill you because, because you got you to gotta find Jesus. I'm going to help you find Jesus. <laughs> I mean, seeing Gary Busey try and kill Jake Busey, I mean, I would pay to see it. That is brilliant. Yes, yeah. yeah. Good job, Donnie. Very good job, Donnie, yes. I like that. (laughs) Fern, what do you you have for us? So, uh, I actually set mine in the 70s. Oh. Director is... This happens right after Robert Altman made Popeye. Awesome! So, basically, Mom and Dad... Yes. It's going to be a musical <laughs> comedy. I see the chips really like this idea about Robert Altman directing this. So we got Robert Altman directing this <laughs> musical. Um, the parents are played by Bob Newhart and Madeline Kahn. Ooh. Oh my God, I love Madeline Kahn so much. And then the kids, uh, we have Valerie Bertinelli as the daughter. <laughs> and Robbie Rist as the son. Nice. Excellent. (laughs) It's basically kind of the same movie, but there's going to be songs in this. Nice. All right. He needs me. 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 The the songs are going to be written by, like, uh, Paul Williams of the Muppets. Oh, excellent. God, yes. (laughs) 
And Phantom of the Paradise. <laughs> It'll be awesome. Yeah. I like that one. I think I've shared before that I've uh, trained my cats because I, I I usually play some Paul Williams records when I feed them. <laughs> so, so, they, no. so now that makes they can't eat until they hear Paul Williams, Linda. Paul Williams with Eden. <laughs> it's that the way to hear Paul Williams. Paul Williams. <laughs> huh? Oh. <laughs> I'm actually surprised, Adrian. You just gave two people for your face off. You're usually very involved in this. I know, but I yeah. was running out of time and eating I chips. Need, yeah. I, it's the only thing that helps <laughs> with my face. But who needs Another time fucker. when you have a fucking time machine? Time machine Toyota. How we going? He just kissed time machine. Is this the Our Toyota Camry. See, take me away. I don't mind. But I promise to follow you. I'll be back in time. I don't back in time. Okay, that's actually a legitimate question now. Would this movie have been better if, because there was a thing going around on the internet lately about taking a movie and leaving one person as a human and everyone else is played by Muppets. Would this have been better if all the kids were Muppets? (laughs) (laughs) Or if Tim Curry trying to murder Muppet children? Yeah, I've watched that for 80 minutes. Oh, God. And then we get back to the musical. <laughs> oh, my God. Even then, if you had Kermit trying to kill his son. Jesus. <laughs> oh, Robin trying to kill Robin? <laughs> you are Robin. like, I love you. I just want to kill you. <laughs> oh, my God. Kermit and Miss Piggy as a parents. Was- Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> oh, hello, son. I, I love this movie that they had human kids and... The parents were Muppets, like, yeah. <laughs> Miss Pinky turned the flower, trying to kill the kids. What if the parents oh, hadn't great. been so blatant about it, and it's the parents, like, trying to subtly, like, poison their kids? But then, like, there's, there's like, an uh, epidemic of bulimia going around the school that the parents don't know about, so they have to keep trying. Oh, I can see Miss Piggy turning a barbecue spit with kids on it. <laughs> 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 Put a barbecue <laughs> Oh, wow. do, do any of you do any of you remember the movie Parents with Randy Quaid? Oh my god! Yes, I very just first. Yes, that, that was recently. awesome. Yeah, Bob Ballinger did it. It's on uh, Amazon right now yeah. for free. Amazon Prime. Yeah. Yeah. Randy Quaid, really great moment for him oh. too. Yeah. Me and Linda saw that in freaking theaters oh, with our that's parents so when it came awesome. out. Really. <laughs> and Randy Quaid at work, he invents Agent Orange. <laughs> 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 See, that movie has a consistent tone. It does. See, look, kids. Having a consistent tone in a movie is a good thing. Oh, yeah. Parents is basically a satire of, like, 1950s melodramas and similar comedies right there. It's it's definitely a a black comedy. It's about a little boy who slowly discovers (laughs) that his parents are cannibals. Yeah. Uh, But in the movie, you're not really quite sure. You know, is he paranoid? Is he not? You really don't know. But crazy? (laughs) Bob Bellahan actually does a really good job of setting the major tone. That's what I'm trying to say here, kids. That tone is a good thing. If you're making a movie out there, make sure you stay consistent with what you're you're going for. All right. Once upon a time, there was a naughty little boy who didn't mind his own business. <laughs> yeah. God, this movie. Oh. 
So uh, my face mm-hmm. off. <laughs> Sorry about that, Linda. <laughs> no worries. It's uh, directed by Francis Ford oh. Coppola, uh, Uncle Francis. Mm-hmm. And uh, Brent is played by the person I want most to see uh, as a crazy father. Uh, everybody's father, Tom Hanks. Ooh, okay. <laughs> America's darling. I like it. And um, I I for say Kindle, of course. <laughs> oh all right rest in power (laughs) um and as kindle i have terry gar (laughs) of course yes it was uh yeah i you know yeah i had a hard time choosing because it it, for me it was between her and kathleen turner and for brent it was between tom hanks and rufus sewell but you know i i really want to see tom hanks go off the deep end and try to kill his kids so (laughs) i do love terry gar and she was in the monkeys movie head written by jack nicholson I I've seen the movie head before yeah i had no idea terry gar was in that you've seen all this shit you're so cool I, know. I love Head. <laughs> Everyone loves Head. You should yeah. hang out with us more often. I love that. <laughs> they only you want more Head? <laughs> so that they could make a sequel and say, from the people who gave you Head. More Head. That's true. <laughs> That's why they called it Head. No kidding. Huh. How about that? That's brilliant. <laughs> Learn something new every day. That's so... so who would play the kids, so, Linda? Uh, I, you know, I didn't get that far. Okay. Okay, fair and I always want to when I'm trying to recast children. I always want to say Danny DeVito. Yeah, As a, okay. every like, time. One's Danny DeVito and the other one's like, Bob Hoskins. No, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, the other one's Rhea Perlman, obviously. Oh, okay. No, I want the child to be Bob Hoskins. It's not my fault you don't have a life. <laughs> I like boys, mother. Boys. <laughs> Carly. <laughs> Hashtag inappropriate. <laughs> Wait, I have a text message coming. Really, in. mother? Uh, do we even want to try and see if there's any wisdom in this? The saw is family. Well, yeah, the saw saws all. <laughs> saws all. Hey, I, I learned something about this movie, guys. What'd you learn? Yeah, oh, please I share. learned something. I, I learned oh. how to play the. I learned how to do the hokey pokey. That's true. <laughs> That's important. I mean, we go to wedding. I'm going to a wedding in a few weeks here, and I gotta know how to do the oh, hokey pokey. So you do, you know. Oh well, now it's teaching you life skills. See that that too teaching life skills about you know uh, uh, not uh, stay too close to your dreams, I guess. But you gotta admit though, the parents kind of had really kind of shitty dreams. So like Nick Cage character, he just wanted to like roll around in a, a car with like boobies in his yeah, face all the time. Yeah, he just wanted to that, drive it till the wheels came off. That, that was his only dream. Cruising, man. <laughs> I mean, I, I I know that it's hard to have you know titties slapping your face now because yeah. of COVID and all that stuff. So I can kind of do that. But COVID titties. Yeah, you have to wear a mask. <laughs> yeah, and you gotta probably wear a bra or like a bikini top. Uh, <laughs> you gotta protect the boobies. You, well, us on Inconceivable, <laughs> you can't have that sports bra on too tight. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it it can't be too loose because that's what? how you lose. Like you, you break I that guess, tissue. I've got tissue. a lot that's to it, learn about being a woman. <laughs> so, like Vern was saying, <laughs> sorry, Someday I got distracted by booby talk. Sorry, we all got <laughs> to <laughs> Camp Saison we right do. now. So, <laughs> oh my, <laughs> high on crack street. <laughs> <Camp Saison. laughs> 
That's, probably, that's my favorite Paul Williams song on High and Crat Street, I think. <laughs> <laughs> the headphones push on my face, which is really tender right now, which brings the pain back. So I have Mine a cup too. of paste picante sauce right here. I'm countering it with. Yeah, usually I push my headphones back over my ears. Yeah, I, I, I switched to the earphone, but it was too late. So <laughs> I had a few drinks. I, 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 we've hit our a long way to go date. here on my whole uh, healing process, it looks like. Yeah, so uh, hashtag I. pray for you. Yeah, yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thoughts and prayers. <laughs> or, you know, or or money, one of those. So, but speaking of so hokey I'm sorry, pokey, what did, what did you the learn? only thing I wrote down <laughs> yeah. for wisdom was a Kelly Bundy quote. Man, I never should have had parents. <laughs> oh, <really? laughs> Kudos on that. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I'm sorry. Were, were, was there more to to share, uh, Fern? No, that, that's all I had to share. No. Uh, okay. About the movie, yeah. Boobies. I think I said all my thoughts. <laughs> I said all my thoughts that I want to say about mom and dad. Uh, yeah, that's. And our episode is now longer everything. than the movie. That's true. Oh yeah, that's great. We are <laughs> nice. <laughs> I like we to believe this. that we're it. more fun to listen to than these movies are to watch. That is true. <laughs> Well, we try. Uh, my wisdom what did you learn? is mm-hmm. I learned that, like Vern mentioned, the hokey pokey, but mm-hmm. it's a little more significant, I guess, because after watching this, I watched Cherry 2000. Oh, and oh my God. They also do the hokey pokey in Cherry oh, 2000. Oh, and then I thought, wow, this would have been a really fun movie if Full Moon did this and Tim Thomerson played the part of Brent. Fucking because at least yes. then he also would have had some COVID boobies in his face. But <laughs> I digress. Cherry <laughs> 2000 from the director of Miracle Mile, which is awesome, and nobody even knows it exists. Sadly. I, oh, man, that movie's bitching. <laughs> um, mine is really simple. Uh, besides, you know, it's called Saw's All, because it Saw's All, yeah. is Saw-saw. that... Um, you know, like, you know, these people, they seem pretty well to do, um, you know, well, well enough to, uh, afford for her to be, uh, Kendall to be taking, uh, like, uh, classes, like exercise classes and, (laughs) uh, and not have to work. And, uh, you know, she could be a, a home, uh, housewife, but, uh, they don't bother with, therapy no and you know so my wisdom was you know especially if you can afford it get some okay, therapy so talk we're, to we're somebody kinda, man we're kind of like, back to the uh to the inconceivable wisdom here it's like quit whining yeah. you're rich <laughs> yeah <laughs> and also take some actual exercise classes not some twerking classes twerk, twerk, <laughs> don't hey <laughs> twerk your oh, way to fitness hey, one more thing Guy, uh, don't, don't don't diss on the twerking class right there because some of Blair looked look good I gotta say well, I, that's hey, how I learned could, it's true I, I, mean, I learned she, that oh. older women to look really good twerking yes they they can but I can also make my butt cheeks clap but it doesn't mean that I'm actually looking really super sexy right now I don't like to run are you the sure my thighs scraping together hurts my ears I can make your butt clap yeah <laughs> I didn't want to say it before Linda but maybe you should take some Zumba because I can hear you coming down the hall I hear your thighs <laughs> talking to me like here comes Linda here comes Linda here comes Linda <laughs> boom, ba, boom, ba. <laughs> oh, 
that's the message of this but, film. Um, Workout. <laughs> as it turns out, Selma Blair was 44 or 45 yeah. while, uh, while so, filming. So, yeah. Just so, I mean, a mere, good for what, her, 11 damn. years younger than Cage? <laughs> Yeah. Is she, well, yeah, no, I looked up. Like she's that. like yeah, 48 yeah. now. She's like 48 now. Cage is 56. Okay. Yeah, it's not bad. Mm. So it's not, not bad. Yeah. So it, that guess it's not crazy other. town. Okay. Yeah. 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 There Although some crazy <laughs> that, that happens sometimes. Like, hey, Amber Heard, you want to get in this car with me? Wow, you look like my grandpa. <laughs> I'll get in this car with you. I could beat you up later. <laughs> She'll take a <laughs> drop in that car now. Anyway. I'm a hot. No shit, woman. <laughs> no talking, more driving. Do what Who I knows say. No about cars and shit. Jeez. You a man or what? Yeah, actually, um, let's see. Selma Selma Blair was uh, born in seventy two, mm-hmm. and Nicholas Cage was what sixty one. No, no, he's not. Come on, he's no sixty four. So yeah, yeah, Vern's got it. It's eight years. Yeah. Eight years difference. So. Not bad. You just can't tell that it's actually you know. like a an age appropriate match. Yeah, because she just looks fucking amazing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. See? But uh, yeah. So I guess this is the time where I say, please listen, follow, rate, and review Cage's Kiss on Apple Podcasts because it helps us immensely. And uh, check out our stuff on YouTube. Also check out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Cage's Kiss where you can uh, get awesome Adrian art, you can get uh, stickers, buttons, uh, you can get access to our awesome bonus episodes uh, where we just talked with uh, Jane about the, uh, we went more into depth about the story of USS Indianapolis in real history. Oh, And uh, remember you can find Cage's Kiss. Oh yeah, also if you go on our Patreon, you can help us produce the show. Uh, you can help pay us back for watching all the shit movies that we do for you. And you can help us get our sky laser. I mean, we're not asking for a lot. Just a sky laser. Come on. And we could also fix up that uh, Time Machine Toyota, too. So I'd be eternally <laughs> like, grateful help us if out, I guys. get back the $4 a week I'm spending on these damn movies. <laughs> yeah, if you guys donate $30, I'll send you my copy of The Boy in Blue happily. <laughs> oh, my God. That's an amazing <laughs> savings. Have you seen Amazon lately? <laughs> that's true. <laughs> It's like a Fabergé egg. If the I price is up off, so high. Like, the <laughs> website fees and all that. That would be great. Bookers and um, but uh, remember, you can find Cage's Kiss on Facebook, Instagram, and on Twitter at Cage's Kiss. You can visit our website at cageskiss.com and you can write to us at cageskiss at gmail.com. Please do. Uh, we, we, we love the emails. We love the messages. And um, I need... Well, actually, uh, three of us Cage's crew members have to give a huge shout out. I'm so freaking excited about this, oh. you guys. <laughs> we get to give a great shout out to uh, one of our listeners, Alita. <laughs> Thank you so, so freaking much. Uh, when I heard that you were you were listening to us, I, I was just tickle pink uh and we we all loved hearing that that you are and a listener you are the queen and of you're, mars. you're enjoying the show and <laughs> you're the queen of mars yeah, <laughs> yeah and i have to we also join that praise i was not really behind robert rodriguez making your movie but battle alita was amazing <laughs> and i loved you in that kudos <laughs> So, I hope he did a sequel. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> <laughs> <Sequel>! <laughs> we love you. 
Uh, check out my other show, Bed Nubs and Broom Flicks. Uh, the upcoming Golden Girls podcast with Kristen, When Girls Were Golden. Uh, and I'm also in uh, Dispatches from Disassociation. And, uh, excuse me, of Disassociation. I can't talk. And uh, also uh, Coyote's Bluff, which is coming up. Uh, Adrian, where the, can the, the people, people find can you? The people can seek me out on the deviantart.com and on the patreon.com under Leo the Fox. L-E-O-T-H-E-F-O-X, all run together, all lowercase, all one word. I put consistently regular artwork posts up on there, and you could get the super secret ones that are on the Patreon for the money as little as a dollar a month. I'd really appreciate it. It goes to a good cause, me. Yeah. <laughs> and on fans only. <laughs> <laughs> only fans. <laughs> Donnie, where can the people find you? I'm going to have to make an OnlyFans, and I can run it behind the Arby's that I'm currently living at. Uh, people can find me as Unreal Goals on Twitter and the Instagram grams. Uh, I'm also the boy who blew over on Pornhub. And my <laughs> super totes promise I am coming out with Wisdom in the Bottle as I am doing production. Ooh, and nice. In fact, <laughs> you shut your whore trap. Deception. <laughs> this Saturday, I am going... To freaking cheesy, cheesy pizza pizza, okay? I'm going to Little Caesars Pizza, and I'm getting a couple things of cider, and I'm watching all four Jaws films, one after oh the other, God. with pizza wow. and crazy bread and booze. I am going to do this, and this will be one episode. Donnie! Thank you. Don't forget <laughs> Joe D'Amato's yes. Jaws 5, Cruel Jaws. Oh, sweet oh, Jesus. Gosh. That might have been Claudio for guys, so I gotta go look it up. Shit. You can uh, correct it on your Jaws show. movies, Donnie. You are a brave. Th I've seen a bunch of other like horror films and whatnot there, but I'm a little afraid to watch Jaws three and Jaws four. I know they're <laughs> the most cheesy movies. <laughs> I still have a fear of Jaws. I love Jaws, but I still have a fear of it. I need to watch Jaws three and Jaws oh, four. Jaws three D. You oh. really, really, Michael Caine. It's got the Luke Gossett Jr. If you do Jr. a show on Jaws three alone, I will be there because that is an amazing piece of American cinema. Luke Gossett Jr. is there. Okay, well, you I got to be like an Iron Eagle. Oh, God, that's right. <laughs> Mr. Iron Eagle's in that movie. Oh, Louis Gossett Jr., that's right. I don't think Thompson in it. Nothing's forever. Never surrender. Oh, God. Okay, all right. Yes. I may have to save that for a future that. episode for Cinema Recall. <laughs> and I'll have you back on that show, Dottie. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Can you tell us a bit about your show and uh, what you've got going? Oh, thank you very much. What a segue there, Linda. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. So yes, uh, I host a podcast called Cinema Recall. Uh, you can find us on you know Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, uh, most places you can find podcasts. If you just type it in your little Windows Cinema Recall podcast, we're there. Uh, Donnie has been a guest. On a few episodes, same thing with Linda. She's been in an episode. Uh, Donnie was on her episode um, talking about Meet the Feebles. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to join so bad. Meet the Feebles. Um, and both Linda and Donnie used their voice acting talents. They were both in our Nate of the Living Dead audio drama. Which oh, you can wait, find. Wait, wait a minute. Is that the one where <laughs> Linda was the operator can you yes help she was a smooth yeah. she was Linda was a great operator damn right yes it was <laughs> she was she, she was a smooth operator um hoping to have her i was also the best boy the best grip you were yes right. <laughs> <laughs> she was a script supervisor 
She did all the special effects too. Yeah. <laughs> it was amazing. Uh, and a different uh, Donnie here was the lead role as Ben in the Night of the Living Dead audio drama. Very so yeah, if you <laughs> search for us, we do have a website, cinemarecall.net. You can find most of our old episodes on there. Uh, but if you have a podcast app, find us on there. Uh, we recently just started a uh, Patreon page. Um, so uh, patreon.com slash cinemarecallpod. Um, I do also want to plug that uh, I was a guest on a cool game show on YouTube called Are You a Movie Oracle? Ooh. Hosted by Ashley Burnell, of who is also the movie Oracle. Uh, and I was challenged by Ryan L. Terry, and we had a fun trivia oh. game show. So, I yes, we had a lot of fun. I you are a movie Oracle. Well, we don't know yet. Oh. <laughs> we don't know yet. Well, I, we, I, it's a, I'm it's making a mystery. prediction, see. You okay. <laughs> Ryan Alter is going to be joining us too eventually. Oh, yes. Oh, great. Uh, yeah. He's also got like a cool Ryan. little audio. Speaking about audio dramas, uh, he has a new audio drama coming out soon called Force of Crowd. Do a plug Ooh. there as well. Uh, oh, I didn't know that was him. Yep. He, he, he uh, wrote hmm. the first. He wrote. Yeah, he wrote and created that, uh, that show. Yes. You know, I do cartoons based huh. around 30s radio dramas. You do? I sure do. They're on my YouTube under A.A. Smith. Well, I will I look for that. Hey. That's Hello. cool. Yeah, check out my Rainbow Hello. Hornet series. <laughs> the Rainbow Hornet series? The Rainbow Hornet series. <laughs> Not horny. Hornet. I like my title better. Hornet, like the bug. <laughs> no, yeah. sorry. Oh, sorry. It sells. <laughs> no, for that other thing, check out my DeviantArt account. <laughs> <laughs> so much furry. No. With that, I draw them a lot less now. You'll be hearing from us. You'll be hearing from us next week when we cover the humanity. Ooh. The huge manatee. Oh, the humanity. Oh, the humanity. <laughs> yes, the huge manatee, Chesterfield. Wait, you say the, the, wait, is this the manatee bureau or the humanity bureau? The manatee. The huge manatee bureau. The huge manatee bureau. It's the Manitoba humanity bureau. Uh, it's Manitoba. the future, right? Oh. <laughs> you can rent it or purchase it in any of the usual streaming places. Unfortunately, it's not streaming for free. But at Walmart in the five dollar uh, bin, you can anymore. get it uh, plastic wrapped to another Nicolas Cage box set, so it won't run you that much. All Probably, told. yeah. That's how I got if it. If you go to Tony on this corner of Crenshaw, you can get it for free. It might cost you a little something extra, but yeah. Donnie, is it true that that Arby's meat never really breaks down? You don't want to know what it is, but it ain't beef. <laughs> um, I, I think this is kind of special because we all get to use one send-off that uh, we've all been kind of neglecting for a little while. <laughs> It's love cake in it? No. <laughs> oh. I shot it. Oh, I see. <laughs> I shot my kid. Did you, Adrian? <laughs> I shot a kid. real <laughs> enough. But Vern, you're innocent, right? Or did you shoot a kid? I shot a kid. <laughs> That's a country song right there. I shot my kid. He went down. We're getting into blues he lyrics right here. Yeah. I we shot are. him again. Me on my side, you be on your side. Cage, 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 I could eat a page for hours. Please.